You're listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. This January, we're headed back to Mercedes-Benz Stadium for Passion 2022, and we want you there. So this week, we thought we would take a look back at messages from our upcoming speakers at Passion 2022. Today's short scripture devotional comes to you from Pastor Ben Stewart. Well, all throughout the scriptures, the word of God declares over and over again that we exist for one simple, beautiful purpose, to know and enjoy Jesus. That all things were made by him and for him. That in his presence is fullness of joy, that the nearness to you is my good. In our text it said, rejoice in the Lord always. Find your joy in him. That every man, woman, and child was made to rest and delight in an intimate relationship with God. That's what we're made for. And I know many of us believe that to be true, but we struggle to experience it. Your life is not this profound intimacy with God. And you say, why? Well, if we have an enemy, and the Bible says that we do, then I would submit that for many of us, his goal is not to convince you that God isn't real or that the Bible's not true. He said, if you want to read the word of God, if you want to see God, go for it. Just make sure you look good while you're doing it. And while you're at that, make sure you go to the right college and pick the right major so you can get the right internship and get the right job so you can get on the right team and get the right boss so you can get the right promotions so you can take over the world but to do that you got to move to the right city and cities are expensive so you got to get a house and when you get the house it's real expensive so now I need roommates actually I need a lot of roommates now I got roommate drama coming at me and in the middle of that I meet somebody and we go on a date and we go on more dates and some more dates and I meet their friends and their family. They got to meet my friends and my family. Now, are we going to get engaged? Are we going to get married? Oh my gosh, what about our careers? Where are we going to live? Are we going to stay in the city or move to the suburbs? What are we going to do? Do we want kids? How many kids? Public school? Private school? What are we going to do? And then meanwhile, I got to keep up on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, and let people know how I'm doing. But then there's health insurance, car insurance, diapers, life insurance. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. And it's not that anywhere in that suddenly we started thinking, hey, God is dead or the scriptures aren't true, but we just, we just lost track of them somewhere along the way. And for many of us, the greatest challenge in our life is that we have problems. And some of you go, well, Ben, what are you advocating here? I just got to eliminate some of these problems. Yeah, the trick is I got to get rid of some of these kids. That's the trick. Like, is that what you're saying? Wear all linen, live in the hills. Like, what are you saying? Well, here's the reality. For many of us, our problems aren't the problem. It's our anxiety about our problems that's the problem. For many of us, that's it. It's not even the problems. It's our anxiety about the problems that becomes the problem. That's what Jesus warned us about. In Matthew chapter six, he talks to his disciples and he says, don't be anxious. Thinking, what am I gonna eat? What am I gonna drink? What am I gonna wear? Those things matter. He says, but don't be anxious about them. The nations do that. He said, but seek first the kingdom. And notice the contrast. He contrasts anxiety with seeking the kingdom of God. 
What Jesus is showing you there is that for many of us, our anxiety is our biggest impediment to our fulfilling our God-given destiny. Let me say that again. For many of us, it's our anxiety about the things of life is our greatest impediment against pursuing our God-given destiny. That the enemy's strategy to keep you to really live as the man you're meant to be under God or woman under God, the great enemy's greatest strategy to keep you from seeking the kingdom of God is to fill you with anxiety about the things of this present world. And for many of us, the reality we live in is what Jesus warned us about in Luke chapter 8. He said in Luke 8, in this beautiful picture, he said, the word of God is like a seed. And he said, I want to plant this seed deep into the soil of your heart. And as you hear my words and they plant into your soul, it's going to burst forth into life. And it's going to grow and flourish and become fruit that blesses the world. That's my goal for you. And he says, but there's going to be challenges in that garden. And one of the challenges, he said, is that as that little seed begins to sprout and grow, a weed is going to come up and choke the life out of it. And when his disciples asked him later, what's the weed that will choke out the word of life? He says in Luke, it is the worries of this life. That for many of you, you're not experiencing the power of God in your life. Why? Because the word of life is getting choked by the worries of life. We don't have the life we're meant to have. Why? Because worry is choking out the word of God. God wants to do something powerful in you, but worry is sabotaging the work. And we need to deal with that because not only will it keep us from living our God-given destiny, that anxiety in the heart creates many sinful states of mind. It does. The longer we live in anxiety, it will begin to make you compromise. Anxiety about grades can lead you to cheat. Rutgers did a study of 32 different universities and they found that 74% of business students and 68% of all other students admitted to some form of cheating. Which I don't know why the business student number is so much higher. I don't know if they're cheating more over there or if they're just more honest about it. They're like, yeah, I cheat. It's how I get ahead. I, mean, I don't know. But anxiety can lead you to dishonesty. Anxiety about dating can lead you to compromise. Anxiety about finances can lead you to make unethical decisions. Anxiety about being liked will lead some of us to embellish stories and be weird at parties. <laughs> or persistent anxiety for many of us will leave us traveling down the world of addiction for relief, just to escape. It won't solve the problem, but can I eject from it in a moment? And then that comfort from the problem becomes a whole different problem. And then here's the scary thing. Anxiety can quite literally kill you. I remember for me, when I was in college, there was one day I was taking a shower and I felt this incredible pain in my chest and it felt like someone was trying to cave my chest in. And I got to a moment where I was like, I can't breathe. I'm having trouble. My heart feels like it's pounding out, but my rib cage is collapsing. And I thought, I think I'm dying. And I was trying to figure out like, what is going on? And then I was like, is this heartburn? Maybe like I'd never had it. I was like, is this what this is? And I was like, is this the barbecue? Because I'd been eating off this plate of barbecue for like a week and a half in the fridge uh, against a bit of my better judgment. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I remember praying. I was like, God, don't let me go out like this. Like what a dumb way to die. Like I don't want my roommates to find me here in the shower. And then at the funeral, they're like, how did he go? And they're like, it was the barbecue. He just kept eating on it way past what was appropriate. And so I was like, I don't want to go like that. And so I survived and I went to the doctor and I remember talking to him and he was like, do you drink? No. Do you smoke? No. Are you stressed? And I was like, uh, no. 
I was like, other than the fact that I'm trying to figure out what my major is, because like, I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do with my life and I don't know, and it scares me that I'm gonna be away, so I'm dating a girl and I'm not sure how that's gonna work out. If we should stay together, I'm scared of that. If we break up, I'm scared of that. I don't know. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's it. You just need to calm down. <laughs> that anxiety is affecting your heart. And here's what's crazy about it a preoccupation with hypothetical situations was killing me in reality. And how many of us, your real life is being affected. Your real health is damaged because of your preoccupation with hypothetical situations that may or may not ever be. So we got to deal with this for our own hearts, literally, physically, and our own souls and our God-given purpose in this life. We have to deal with anxiety. And here's the crazy thing. For many of us, we experience this even as followers of Jesus. But can I tell you this? The world is not impressed when we sing about the Prince of Peace, but live lives of stress. They're not impressed by that. But here's the thing, as followers of Jesus, we're meant to live differently. That's why Jesus told his disciples in Luke 12, he says, don't be anxious. He says, the world cares about those things, but your father knows what you need. What's he saying? When you really know me, you know I have God as a dad. And so the believer in Jesus should be characterized by a lack of anxiety. That's what Jesus is saying. It's interesting. There was a book, The Cities and Bishoprics of Phrygia, which I know you've read. But by way of review, uh, in the book, it's talking about inscriptions in the ancient city of Phrygia. And one of them is a guy's name, Titidias Amarimnas. And scholars all agree that Amarimnas was not a typical name in that culture. It was a baptismal name. That back in the New Testament, when you got baptized, they gave you a new name, like Barnabas. That wasn't his original name, but they named him that. Son of encouragement, because that's what he was like. And so when you get baptized, they'd give you a new name. And Amarimnas has that, that A negative on the front like we still do with atheist. That's someone who doesn't believe in theos, God. And so this is Amarimnos. He is not, and Marimnos means worried about stuff. So when he put his faith in Jesus, I am united together with him. The people who looked at his life says, your name is Tididios, takes no thought of the morrow. Tididios, not worried about stuff. And that's who we're meant to be. That's the good news of today, that when we know Jesus, we are rescued not just from sin, not just from condemnation, but from anxiety. And there's some complexity to anxiety, and I know there's some medical issues that are very real in some of this. So I'm not gonna solve and touch on every issue, but I wanna give you a pathway forward of how to experience more of the peace we've been given in Jesus. And it comes in this text. It says it in verse six, do not be anxious about anything. Or I love it, some translations, be anxious for nothing. And I love that because that is just definitive proof from God. You are never called to be anxious. Isn't that great? That God does not require that of you. Now that doesn't mean you don't care. It doesn't mean that you don't value some of what he's given you to steward, but that chest tightening, scalp, uh, in, you know, uh, itching, kind of shoulder clenching anxiety you live with that you think is just part of what you're supposed to do and shoulder in life. You're not meant to carry your burdens that way. We can carry them in a different way. You're supposed to be anxious about no thing. And that word anxious means in the, uh, to be drawn in different directions, to distract. I'm trying to focus on this, but my mind's racing with that. And so I think about that, but my mind's racing with this. And this preoccupation impedes good decision-making that I can't function well in life because my mind is too drawn in different places. We're not meant to live like that. 
So he says, be anxious about no thing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Do you see the parallel? Be anxious about no thing, but in everything, pray. That whenever I encounter a thing, my kids, my school, my job, my future, my life, when I get that thing, I'm not supposed to preoccupy, obsess, get worried about it. I am supposed to lay it before the Lord. That's the same thing with everything. Thanks again for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. And don't forget to go and subscribe to the Passion City Church and Passion City Church DC podcasts for our full messages every week.